This episode is brought to you by Kensington's newest title by Alexandra Ivey, Intended Victim. New York Times bestselling author Alexandra Ivey delivers a novel of romantic suspense about a vicious killer who attempts to punish the one that got away. It's a creepy tale with a hot hero in law enforcement and a feisty heroine aiming to stay out of the killer's clutches. You can find Intended Victim by Alexandra Ivey wherever books are sold. Find out more at kensingtonbooks.com. I'm Willow Astor, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with the lovely Catherine Cowles. We discuss her write-and-walk-away process, injuries and tragedies that reshaped her career and informed her writing, and her relationship with her barky boyfriend, Buckley. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Willow. How are you? Hi, I'm so well. How are you? I'm good. I was just out enjoying a little bit of snow that we got over the night. Oh, really? Yes. Just a little dusting, which is perfect for walking in my book. (laughs) You live in Oregon, is that right? Yes, I'm in central Oregon, kind of like at the base of the mountains. So we do get a fair amount of snow. Nice. Yeah. And you're in the Midwest, right? I am. I live in Minnesota and kind of once it comes, it's there to stay. So So do you have quite a bit right now? We do, although not as much as last year, maybe. Yeah. It kind of came and then we had a few warmer days. So I don't know what's going to happen this year. Time will tell. I said I was not going (laughs) to complain about it at all this year, and it's kind of helped me like it better. Oh, good. That's a tough <laughs> yeah. practice when there's something that kind of bugs you, and you're like, okay, I promise myself I'm not yeah. going to complain. I'm going to have a good yeah. attitude. It's really interesting how your mind can trick you into thinking all is well. It's true. I like it. Mind <laughs> over matter. Yeah. So what does a typical day look like for you? I'm a morning writer, so I function best in routine. And when I get up decently early, sometime between 5.30 and 6.30, Mm -hmm. get breakfast, get my dog settled, and then write for anywhere from like two to three hours. After that, I kind of like lose my focus. I get my brain gets tired. So Mm -hmm. two to three hours is usually like the sweet spot for me. And then I'll break, I'll do lunch, I'll work out, go for a walk, something like that. And then I'll do admin kind of stuff in the afternoon. Okay. Are you a heavy plotter? Do you get a lot done in that two or three hours? I'm so intrigued by just walking <laughs> away after two or three hours. I love hearing about people's processes, which is Me one of the too. reasons I love your podcast. I love hearing how different people work because I always get ideas. Mm-hmm. I am a huge plotter. That's kind of my personality. I'm a little bit type A. I like to have a plan. <laughs> so I kind of do a two-part plotting process. Well, I guess three parts. I do a lot of daydreaming. Like when I Mm -hmm. walk, I'm always thinking about stories, you know, what characters are coming next, what their storyline is going to be. And then I will work with note cards. So I'll spread out over a big table and I'll just start putting down plot points that I know are going to happen. And it kind of looks like a jigsaw puzzle. So I jump around and usually they'll come and like three or four note card spurts, like this is going to happen, then that'll happen. And then, Ooh, what about this? (laughs) And then I just like fill in. And after I've done that, I will type up the outline and then it, I like flush it out a little bit more when I'm typing it up. And that just really helps me. Now it does change when I'm writing, I move things around or 
you know, something will surprise me and I'll totally cut it. But it just gives me no excuses for like writer's block because I technically know what's going to happen next. I love that. It really does help, I think. I need to try this because I've been struggling a little bit lately where I think I know where I want the story to go. But when I actually get to it, it's like, but I don't know the specific scenes that I need to make this great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean. And ugh, it's funny. It's because so annoying. <laughs> when I'm like outlining, if somebody looked at my outline, they'd be like, what is this? I have no idea what you're talking about. Like sometimes it's a couple lines of dialogue. Sometimes it is like a specific scene that's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it's just something to like clue me in to the journey. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because that gives me enough freedom where I don't feel trapped by the outline. You know, it still Mm -hmm. is um, exciting to figure out how we're going to get from point A to point B. I like that. Well, I'll always plot with you if you want to. (laughs) Okay, that would be fun. So this is airing on February 6th. Okay. Beautifully Broken Control comes out February 18th. Correct. And this is the fourth in the Southern Lake series. And Mm -hmm. so good. Thank you. I want to hear about... Like, what inspired the series and and this story specifically, too? Yeah, this series was really inspired by the town that I live in in Oregon. Sutter Lake is a fictional place, but the small town I live in, I drew a lot from that. I live in a really beautiful area, and the community is just really sweet and caring. And, you know, so that kind of fed into the setting piece of things. Book one in the series, Beautifully Broken Pieces, I would say was really inspired by like my own grief. I Mm -hmm. um, lost my dad in 2011 um, and he and I were very close and I really wanted to explore, you know, that thing of what losing a parent can do. And, Mm -hmm. and so that was kind of the jumping off point for book one, the heroine in that story has lost her mom. And I just drew a lot from my own personal experiences and it was really cathartic for me. Um, And then my imagination just took over like all these (laughs) secondary characters. I was like, well, what could happen with them and what could happen with them? (laughs) So beautifully broken control, which is the last book in the series is some characters we've seen before, including kind of a mistake mysterious one named Kane, who mm-hmm. has been hinted at in the series, but we didn't really know his story. And that's always a fun challenge for me. Like we get this sneak peek, we get these little scenes of this person and he behaves a certain way. Yeah. Why is that? Right. So that's kind of that journey. Did you have a feeling about Kane early on in the series of why he was that way? Or did that come to you during book four? I had an idea. I guess it was when I was writing book one, I was thinking about, you know, book two, three, four. And I was thinking about this character who was very, very protective of the women in his life and Mm -hmm. why he might be that way. So I would say it probably came book one and two when I was writing those and like kind of going on those daydream walks is when I kind of Mm -hmm. came up with his backstory. I was a theater major in college and I'm kind of a theater nerd. So Mm -hmm. I'm really into like characters and their backstory. That's really kind of like how my brain operates when I'm thinking about, you know, 
starting a book, that's always where I start. So that was kind of his jumping off point. Do you have any resources you love to go back to for character development Ooh. or? Yes. Ooh. I love the teacher, Stella Adler. I have a number of her books and I studied acting in Los Angeles with a woman who was Stella Adler's teaching assistant. So the way that she kind of breaks down characters, I actually will go back to like my notes from acting class mm. and look at how I broke down a script when I was an actor and like flip it. So then I can like reverse engineer it in some ways. And I don't use everything, but I'm always looking for those inroads. It's like those threads. When I was acting, I would always look for the things where I connected with the character, not the things that we were different on, but like, there's always something that like hook where Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, that's where we're the same. And I kind of do the same when I'm writing, like I will struggle until I find that one thread where I'm like, oh, that's where we're similar. And then I kind of have the inroad into the story, if that makes any sense. (laughs) I love that you're like that. That kind of speaks to the kind of person you must be. If you look for the connector instead of the- I definitely do. That's my kind of people right there. (laughs) Yay. That must be why we get along. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, now that you're done with this series- are you working on anything new? Are you taking I a break? Ooh, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I am working on a new small town series um, called The Wrecked Series. And book one in that series is called Reckless Memories. And I have really, really been loving this book. It's been a labor of love. I've really struggled with it. Really? <laughs> yes. I How had so? one idea. I just had like one idea of what I wanted it to be. And the more that I wrote, I was kind of, I was trying to go in too many different places, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a big rewriter. My books change a lot from draft one to draft two. Mm -hmm. So I really kind of had to pull it apart and take a step back and think about like, okay, what is the story that I want to tell? And as soon as I hooked in to something with that, I just got super excited about where we were going. And I actually sometimes, most of the time I dread the editing process, but I actually really loved it this time, which is kind of new for me. (laughs) Um, So it's been really exciting and it takes place on a small island off the coast of Washington state up in the Pacific Northwest, which is kind of a fun setting. It's like loosely based on the San Juan Islands, if you're familiar with them at all, but a fictionalized version. That sounds so good. Yay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) let me just interrupt for a second to let you know that living in the pages is part of the frolic podcast network a podcast community of everything romance related from book club style discussion author interviews comedy critique you name it find new shows to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcast and now let's get back to our interview do you enjoy writing series for the most part? I do. I got really good advice when I was starting out, which was write a standalone first. Mm -hmm. Don't do a series. But I kind of did anyway because I took a secondary character from that first book I wrote and started a series with her. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I get really attached to the smaller side characters. Mm -hmm. And my mind is just always asking the question, like, what's their story? Why are they this way? You know, what is their history? And so, yeah, I love writing series. When did you start writing? I 
grew up really involved in theater. And so there is, especially when I was in college, there was a fair amount of like writing involved in that. And then I was also a journalism major. So Mm. I I did that kind of writing and I was always a huge reader. My parents read to me from when I was really young and I was kind of that kid in elementary (laughs) and middle school with my nose always in a book. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Always, always. Oh, good. (laughs) Like sit on the steps in front of my school, like reading before they'd let the doors open for class. Like, (laughs) so that girl, but I never really considered writing a book. I thought about doing some screenplay writing just because I lived in LA and was kind of immersed in that world. But it was actually after I was in a horseback riding accident, I got bucked off a horse and hurt my back really badly. Ended up having to have surgery, which ended up making things worse. And I was pretty much bedridden for like six weeks or two months. And after that, I was just in a lot of pain. And so I was reading a ton and I took time off work and I was like, okay, I'm going to do the holistic route. I'm going to do physical therapy and I'm going to just be gentle with my body and try and take good care of myself. And so I had all this extra time and I thought, you know, I've been reading so much. I would love to try and write something. So I took a couple of classes. Alessandra Torre has an amazing class if you're like looking to start to write a book. I kept getting stuck. Like I'd write like one chapter and then be like, okay, what do I do now? (laughs) So I had all these false starts and that class really helped me kind of have some steps to follow and some ideas of different things to try. So I did that and I made a promise to myself. I was like, I'm going to write, I'm going to finish one book. And if I hate it, I never have to do it again, (laughs) but I am going to finish one book. And I just fell in love with the process. I really, really did. What's the hardest part for you? Sitting down and starting every single day. Yes, isn't it? I have such resistance. I'm so envious of these writers who's like, I'm so excited to like sit down and write. And I have this resistance every single time I sit down in that chair. I don't want to start. Oh. It's the starting that's so hard. I normally am one of those who's like, I can't wait to get, you know, but right now uh-huh. that's me totally. Every morning it's like a battle every day and I don't like it. It's really <laughs> tough. But once I'm in the groove, I love it. And then the feeling after I finished a session mm-hmm. is just like the best high in the world yeah. to me. I kind of equate it to like how I would assume marathon runners would feel. I'm not a runner, but (laughs) I would assume it's like they wouldn't want to start a run, but then once they're going, you kind of get those endorphins going and then when they finish, they feel amazing. That's kind of how I feel about writing. I love the plotting process and like thinking about all the possibilities, but it's just the day in, day out. Every time I start, it's always just a little bit, it's a little bit tough. I want to talk a little bit, looking at your Skype picture about this guy nibbling on your cheek or ear. (laughs) (laughs) My sweet little pup. Oh, he's he's such a troublemaker. (laughs) What's his name? His name is Buckley. Oh my goodness. He's the sweetest, but he pretty much runs my life. Oh, he's so cute. He's a love. He is 11 now, so he's kind of an old man. And I've had him since he was a puppy, so he's kind of been with me through it all, you know. But he's a great little writing buddy. I would be wrapped. Oh, I definitely am. Let's do a fast five. Okay, I'm so bad at these, thinking on the fly. You're going to do great. (laughs) Awesome. Favorite snack? French fries. Where will we find you on a Sunday morning? Mm, 
writing. What's the best age? I think 30s have been pretty darn good to me. I feel like 20s, um, I was still very, very much figuring things out. And 30s, I feel a lot more peace with myself. And I think that will just keep coming. So maybe it'll just keep getting better and better. That's what I'm voting for. Good. Last book you loved. Oh, gosh. This is such a hard question. The book that keeps coming to my mind from 2019 that just has really stayed with me is Where the Blame Lies by um, Mm. Mia Sheridan. It just made me think. It challenged the way I view things. I like. Ooh. I can't stop thinking about it. So th- I'm gonna go with that one, okay. even though there's so so many books that I loved I've in the past. Read you know that one. Okay, yeah. I think you would enjoy it. I'm writing it down. <laughs> I mean, enjoy might be the wrong. It's a tough read. There are some really really hard moments, mm-hmm. but I love anything that will like change my perspective on things. Yes. You know. Agreed. Woohoo! Favorite book boyfriend. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> I'm going to go with the book boyfriend that got me back into reading, you know, after college and all that stuff, which is Edward Cullen. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I was a twihard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any signings this year? Yes. I am going to be in Nashville at Music City with the Bells Aww. in May. Are you going to be there? No, and I struggled so hard to not go with this one, but Dang. I determined last year that I was going to take it easy on the signings this year. It's hard. It really is. I'm also yeah. going to be at Book Bonanza. Are you going to go awesome. back? I will be there. Yes. Yay. Okay, good. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I think two is probably going to be my limit. They, I mean, they're so, so fun, but mm-hmm. they're also exhausting. <laughs> They are inexpensive. Yeah. No, it's so true. Yeah. And where I live, there's almost no signings in the Pacific Northwest. You know, mm-hmm. there's very, very few. So I always have to fly, which it's yeah. hard on the pocketbook. It is. I have a random question of the day. Okay, like it. Your thoughts on ghosts, yay or nay? You know, I used to be a total nay person, but I have been reading all these things lately that make me say yay. Really? Yeah, I just keep seeing these like posts on social media or just random different places where of these unexplained phenomena, you know? Mm -hmm. And I do believe, you know, we use such a small fraction of our brains Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I think we are experiencing the world and the universe, you know, in a limited capacity. So I'm always open for things greater than myself that I don't understand yet. I like you so much. I like you so (laughs) much. You're (laughs) delightful. Well, I think it's time for us to sing a song. You know, I have really been looking forward to this. Oh my goodness. You might be the one and only person who's ever said that. Well, I am like really, really hoping that I can take the crown as your worst singer uh, that you've had. Yes. Like, can I get a trophy if I win, maybe? Or like yes. a crown or something? Totally. We should totally make that a thing. <laughs> What are your thinking? Well, I wrote down two possibilities, Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. Oh, I do love that and one. And Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. Ooh. So crazy, mm. you would really hear like how bad my high octaves are, oh, you know? Like so you that really might be get good. That. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then Ed Sheeran, you could like really get into the feelings, you yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> true. I'll let you pick. You choose. What do you think, Nate? Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you for that. You, know, like, yes. you ready? 
Yeah, where are we starting? I remember when. I remember, I remember when I lost my mom. <laughs> <laughs> there was something, something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions, Even when have emotions an echo in, in so, so much space. <laughs> I can't remember how it goes. And when you're out there, there without care, yeah, I was out of out touch. Of but it wasn't because I didn't know no, enough. No. I, I just, just knew, knew too, too much. much. Does that, that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Possibly. Just making it up. And I hope that you're having the time of your, your life. life. <laughs> but think That's twice. <laughs> That's my, my only, only advice. advice. <laughs> Chorus. I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy. <laughs> I think you're crazy. Just like me. I'm glad we're crazy together. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really uh, hoping that when you compare, you know, Taryn and Marnie. Yeah. But I take the cake. I think you might be up there. I do. <laughs> that was like my only wish for this interview. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much thank for joining you so me much. today. I'm so glad we got a chat. I me now too. I want to ask you a million anytime, questions. Anytime, any anytime. Okay, good. I'm hoping we'll get to hang at Book Bonanza. Yeah, this let's year. do it. And I hope Beautifully Broken Control does so well. Thank you. I hope readers fall in love with I'm just a sucker for a broken broody hero, you yes, know. I think they will love Kennedy and Kane. Thank you so much, Willow. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Hug Buckley for me. I will. You hug your sweet pup for <laughs> okay, me. Okay, I will. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ah, she's so much fun. Everybody pick up Beautifully Broken Control on February 18th. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Living in the Pages is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcast.